All right, take it from All the right, top. DJ, you need to Whoa. you need to be as surprised as you were the first time. Can't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <I was> gonna... <laughs> oh boy. <sighs> <sighs> What is up, bros? I'm Caleb. I will be You're running fired into traffic. Is what you are. I, I will be running into traffic here very uh-huh. shortly. So to take over the show, <laughs> I, so Rose is sick right now. I am, like I said, going to be running into traffic. So to take over the show for for me <laughs> is our third official host, DJ. And hey. the almighty return of the once great crash. More almighty than anything else, but yes, <laughs> I have returned. Uh-huh. I like almighty. I Actually, I like that introduction better than the third co-host. I prefer the almighty. That's awesome. Hey, That's the way. almighty crash has got the a nice ring crash. to it. <laughs> Guys, it's the all bros with uh, Crash and DJ. Caleb's fired. He doesn't know how to use his recording devices. <laughs> Uh, I have been, hi, I'm DJ from the Untrained Eye Podcast. Uh, you might know me from such episodes as the last one where I had a recording issue. Uh, you guys don't know about it, but, uh, Vic was supposed to be a surprise for me and he was, and you guys missed it. It was a heartfelt reunion. We high-fived, we hugged, we cried, uh, we exchanged, we exchanged business cards. It was amazing. And, uh... Listen, you missed it all, but the point is, is Vic is back, Crash is back. He's back and better than ever. The boys Crash. are back in town. The boys are, are back you? in town. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's tis I. Uh, you guys might remember me from past episodes, you know, the really good ones. And, um, uh, yeah. Every, yeah, if you'll recognize his voice from every fourth episode where we play his promo. <laughs> there you go. Hey everybody, uh, it's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I only have four freaking promos, and two of the shows don't exist anymore. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry because I know I'm one of them. <laughs> well, and listen, and one of them is is headed up by uh, a, a movie moron, possibly. Uh, we won't name any names, but he might have scored Scott Pilgrim so incorrectly that he should have. <laughs> His podcast license revoked. Wow. <laughs> yep. I, I informed Vic of your uh, super one-sided <laughs> rivalry here. <laughs> yeah, that dude will never basically, know. Basically, uh, the cheap, the cheap Vic replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's stupid idiot, Brucker. Brucker, you're you're the Brucker. You are the high evolutionary of this, except. Nobody likes wow. you. You make you make things worse instead of better, unlike the high evolutionary. Anyway, I didn't see volume three. I lied. Uh, I'm just going to make my way through this the best I can. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh. I'm just yeah. kidding. So wow. anyway, uh, usually we're a couple of bros, me and Rose, and everyone else. 
Uh, we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible. Welcome to the All Bros. Take Hello. two, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this week on the podcast, we do not have anything for Through the Wall. Um, we do have a little bit, one item in uh, 4K Spotlight that we'll discuss. Um, probably not in quite as much detail as Rose usually gives us, but we'll discuss it. Uh, and then we'll get into <coughs> this week's headliner, where we, where, blah, 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 where we will be breaking down... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, so, without further ado, let's uh, get into it, guys. Yeah. Need motivation? Angry Dad Podcast. Trying to jumpstart your life? Angry Dad Podcast. You want help getting off the couch? Angry Dad Podcast. You need a verbal kick in the ass? Angry Dad Podcast. You want to hear from somebody who's been through it all? Angry Dad Podcast. I am here for you. You can find me on all podcast platforms. Ben, 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 Ben. <laughs> we love Ben. He Ben's the angry dad. Hi, Ben. Howdy. Yeah. Hey, did you guys hear Robert De Niro just uh, revealed he just had his seventh baby at seventy nine years old? Good Hilarious. Job. What is he? What is he trying to be He's... the Joe Biden of? I don't know. I just wanted to make an old Joe Biden joke. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what a, a hell of an age to have another kid. Right. What is it? Are you having another kid, or are you just like uh, making sure that your your Everybody DNA is still out there? Grandbaby, because what is he doing? <laughs> he's not helping. He's not. He's not changing a diaper. He's not going to raise that thing. He's going to be dead before it's five. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd hope not. Good God. Giving him five he's years. Seventy nine, and he's care. Robert De Niro. He hasn't been he's... living a life of drinking water and eating celery sticks. Like exactly. he's... so, he is. He is prime. Like we are ready for another like good mobster film. Not the Irishman, but a good mobster film where he is one of the you know the big the big bosses. You know. What, the one that sits on his ass the entire movie and doesn't do a thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that man, like, his presence, like, his just everything about him, it, like, demands respect. I, I want to see him as, like, a big boss, you know? As a big uh, Italian mobster boss. Is there anyone, is there any actor in this current landscape that you can see filling any of the roles like that like a robert de niro or an al pacino or even even newer you're uh, uh, like who's going to be the next tom cruise or brad pitt or you, you know what i mean like mm. the newest crop of actors like they're fine to look at but they're i don't see them having the same staying power i guess I think that just means we're old dj yeah, I think I, we're I at mean, that point true. where we're not I, sure. I honestly we can think see that's what people. it is. Yeah, I, I, I listen. I'm with you. Okay, I am totally with you. I accept I am, it. I'm, I'm. I'm. Listen, guys. You want to know how old I really am? I just turned forty. Four zero. That's the second time I've said it out loud. It's so strange. Um, <laughs> I don't feel feel as bad. Then. <laughs> uh, yeah, you shouldn't. Because damn it, son four decades but i just see people like who is that kid timothy chalamet or whatever and i'm like i can't imagine in like 20 years from now 
I'm going to be like, God, man, that Timothy Chalamet really came into his own, and he really just acted his face off. Who thought the guy who played Wonka in Wonka was now... (laughs) Dude, I think we're in a weird time, because it's hard to compare some of these like newer actors to older ones because like i feel like they could fill multiple slots like i feel like like tom holland for example yeah like i think if he keeps up with the the stunt train i think he could be like a tom cruise but he could also be in like a mark Wahlberg area too Mm -hmm. yeah well he's definitely more he's got the He's as lovable as Tom Cruise wishes he was. Like, Absolutely true. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to put that, doesn't it? <laughs> but, like, I, I don't know. I, I've been watching recently. Who's the guy? Do you guys watch uh, Barry, the TV show, or whatever, the, the thing on HBO Max? Mm-mm. No, but I love Bill Hader, though. Okay, so I got to tell you, I I mean, Bill Hader doesn't quite fit this bill because he would be in the, the older actor category. That is one of the best shows I have seen. I, I, I say this hesitantly because I don't want people to go, it's as good as that show. No, but it is like on the same level as um, I would say Breaking Bad. In the sense that, like, it is funnier. Like, it, there is, like, some comedy to it. It's way darker. But it is shockingly well acted. Like, Bill Hader is way... He is far and away a better actor than I ever could have imagined. Like, I knew he was a comedic actor. But he is... What he does in that show is incredible. Uh, and I don't know. Like, it makes... It makes me sad and gives me hope that we will still have... At least have things like that from maybe unexpected places like Bill Hader. Like, maybe there is. Who knows? Maybe Timothy Chalamet will be the guy. Maybe Tom Holland will be the guy. Maybe whoever it is, I don't know who else there is. Who is Who is another main male actor that is younger right now, besides those two? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. That's my whole point. Is like, uh, 30 hold, years hold, ago, hold you would... Like, Jack Dylan Grazer's pretty, pretty good. He played the... Um... Freddy in Shazam. Name one other thing he did. It. <laughs> <laughs> he did it. Uh, like IT Man or... No, he it. was in It <laughs> Chapter kidding. 1 and It Chapter 2. He was in Ron's Gone Wrong. Uh, he's been in a lot of shit, dude. <laughs> I think... I, I don't know. I, again, I'm putting everyone on the spot, so it doesn't really count. But I, I want to say, like, 30 years ago, if you said who are the main, like, male actors right now, you'd be able to rattle off, like, a dozen easy. (laughs) Uh, Whereas now you're like, ah, I mean, there's the guy that did the thing, and it was pretty good, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Speaking of guys that did a thing, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is coming out on 4K this week. Hey, listen, Jonathan Majors did a thing. It was very good. He's the one who remains. <laughs> Dude, I, I'm i excited for, like, so, Vic, have you, or Crash, whatever, Vic. <laughs> Either <laughs> have one. Have you heard, I... have you heard any, 
like what's the last episode you listened like MCU wise of ours? Or have you I I have not listened to a podcast uh, in a long time. Like I said, I think the the last episode I listened to which was whatever episode you guys did last uh which was this is the Mario movie, right? The Mario movie, yeah. Yeah, Super Mario Brothers. I am very excited for this episode then because you have we went in and like tried to like um crunch down all of the MCU <coughs> movies into just mine and Rose's uh scores. I see. So, and so, so I so we have your like far from home like yours and DJ's far from home score, which is like we've stated is lower than our original score. Bullshit. <laughs> Such bull. Um, I'll never so... forget when they revealed that. that just... <laughs> Good God. Uh-huh. So we have not done phase one or two. So we like so we personally haven't scored phase one or two. And I think part of three, whichever one, like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, I think that, that was in be, phase two. That would be, or was that three? That'd be three. I think that's three. Okay. No, well, the, uh, either way, it's basically from Iron Man to Volume or Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. We have not uh-huh. ranked those movies. So you're doing like a separate ranking for those for like just Marvel movies. Yeah, so we we separated all of those. So it's just I mine and Rose's that. score, and our I'm excited to hear where this ends up ranking, but I think you're gonna have some issues with it. <laughs> yeah, dude, you said you listened to the Mario Moon, right? Uh, uh, Crash. Mm-hmm. Like, did you get through the whole thing? I know it was a, a freaking. I did actually. No, I did. Okay. okay <laughs> so may I ask you a question? Let's hear. Uh, it. Do you think? That the Eternals is better than the Batman <laughs> and Logan. This was, I do remember this argument. Um, I'm going to say no. Of course you say no. Because <laughs> you're a sane human person who sees movies. <laughs> I, now, that's not why I'm saying that. Now, here... This can be an episode all on its own, just us it discussing sure why Eternals is better. <laughs> it's not better. You said it wrong. He's, uh, he did say it wrong. <laughs> like, wait, hold on, Caleb. You're gonna tell me that you think though you genuinely feel that the Eternals movie was better than Logan? No, like I told DJ, our personal <laughs> score for these movies is higher than the Eternals. <laughs> But we're not talking about the personal scores. <laughs> right, we're talking right. about your program, the All Brothers Podcast. So oh that you, you are, are one of the two All Brothers. Heart attack. <laughs> you did this to yourself. You right, ate the McDonald's. On. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm, I'm pulling up. <laughs> you sons. No, we're listen. You made this bed, and you don't you don't want to lie in it. Just like, oh yeah. While you're looking that up, I can tell you more about your people, Caleb. Uh, because My people. when I was, yeah, 
Let me tell you. What about do you mean, your, you people? Hold on, bro. You're about to hear. You're We're about cousins, to hear. so I think that also you know throws me into that bunch. Hold on. Now listen, if you're one of these people too, Vic, I'm I'm throwing you all away. Uh, I'm snapping you all away because I was in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I paid for my ticket. I sat down in my seat that I picked myself. I watched the movie, and not once, not twice. But thrice did three separate people that just were wanting to die turned on their flashlight on their phone. And Mm -hmm. I, my wife, who knows me and loves me and cares about the one, the people around her, as soon as the light came on, before I even had a chance to turn, she, her hand was on my arm. She's like, don't. Just don't. <laughs> that is a woman who knows her man. That is all I'm going to She knew it was coming. I was going to jump over the chair and beat I, this man to death. Like, <laughs> I don't blame you. Dude, I had, for the first time in any of these Marvel films, I had one of Caleb's experiences where somebody brings in their freaking baby and his, his kid starts crying the entire time. Like, at the beginning of the movie, I think, uh, I forget at what point of the movie that they finally leave. I was like, Jesus Christ, you gotta get that kid out of here. Why are you, Why would you bring a kid that young that, you know, clearly still needs to use the diapers and crap? You and- say that, you say that, Vic, but Caleb is like, just, he's just a hair away from bringing his kid to just scream in a movie this guy absolutely the hell not that is blasphemy (laughs) of the highest order he says that but this is also the guy that's like i don't mind checking my phone every once in a while if it's under my shirt okay my wife checked her phone (laughs) that was not me (laughs) i'm just saying uh, in Donald Trump's new America, I'm going to make sure that he makes uh, people like you and those three people that need to be shot into space. Uh, all you movie ruiners are being shot into space. That's what I'm doing to all of you. <laughs> okay, I am going. So I pull. We're on a completely separate track here. Um. Now I am. All right. I know exactly why Vic had to leave for a minute. He heard what he did, what you did, Caleb, and he was like, "I can't believe I'm related to that guy." And he threw his phone. Into Wait, the no, emotion. I didn't even hear. Hold on, I didn't even hear. Go, your, go okay, DJ your, speaking blasphemy is what okay. is happening. Or I'm speaking what happened. And Caleb and his wife are people that like to take out their cellular devices during mm. movies and go, hmm, a little swipey swipe. Oh, how's the kid doing? Oh, a, what's going on? The, hey, look, I just wanted to let you know that blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I guess you can't see me. Uh, I'm <laughs> pretending to talk on my phone. Uh, basically, Caleb is, uh, as I was saying, in Trump's new America, I will be... Uh, <laughs> I will be on the committee of shooting people that do anything in movies other than watch the movie into space. Uh, And Caleb will be on the first rocket ship (laughs) (laughs) out of here. (laughs) Oh, man, that is such bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, listen, I I don't think you should have your phone on in movie theaters. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) First off, I'm married to someone that did that 
You also mm. did that. You liar. You said you did that. Oh, Vic here is here. Here we go. Now. Yep. Mute. You got to mute yourself. Uh, let me mute it. That's my bad. There All right. We are, like I said, we are on a completely different tangent. I have Logan, <laughs> Eternals, and Batman pulled up right now. All of Again. their indivi- individual scores. So I- I'm going to freaking quiz, like, go through uh, with Vic. What? So, Vic, between Logan, Eternals, and Batman, who has the highest story? I would give it to Logan. Exactly. It is. What about writing? <coughs> it, I think you would. I was going to say, I would think Bat- the Batman would probably have better writing than, like, but I. I I mean, I think Logan's right behind it. I don't think the Eternals is anywhere near that, like their caliber. All right. So we gave Logan and Batman. So the difference between Logan and Batman was one point in the writing category. Okay. Okay. And the Eternals was down like a few points from this. So it's it's like a three point difference. Bro, you're using some Fox News fuzzy numbers right now. What had better? (laughs) What had better acting? Um, uh, I would probably give it to. I'd probably give it to Logan, and Batman would be second. All right. Well, we gave Batman higher, but like barely. I'd say it it, it could go either way. It could go either way. Okay. What about character development? I d- Logan. Sorry. Yeah, we gave it to Logan. But what came in right after Logan? Because if it wasn't right after Batman, Logan, it was, was Batman. Okay, because that's any other answer was wrong. But go ahead. <laughs> All right. Who? What had the better effects? Uh, Logan. But hold on. I mean, and that's where you can go. Like, eh, Eternals might have eked it out just because. I- well, I wouldn't even say that they're better. It's just that because of what the Eternals are like, there's more of it. There's more of it. Like Batman isn't going to have that much because he doesn't have superpowers or anything. Yeah, but we like t- we that take way. we take the uh, practical into consideration too. Then I would probably give it to Batman. Exactly. That's exactly what we did. We so how the it... fuck, Caleb? Okay, so listen. Eternals... <laughs> so Batman. <laughs> So Batman, like Batman, was number one, like got the highest effect uh-huh. score, then Eternals, and then Logan. But it, again, the like it, they were close. I mean, that's a, a that's a classic. That's a classic. You know, having DJ on your show or me on your show, where it's like <laughs> quality and quantity. Like, yes, there's Get more the of it of in the Eternals, <laughs> but but. Do you have the Batman or Logan like quality? Is what I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Music. I can only make that joke now because you could see me and know that I'm joking about that. <laughs> so music. The uh, Batman. I think sure. the Batman would. Now I love so this DJ's because I love we DJ's argument for that. No, I know. I heard that you gave it to them more, that you gave them a higher score for that. But I love DJ's argument for it. Because what can you do with Batman that you can't do with any of the other ones? 
I loved that argument, and that's that was the best and only argument that you need. So I I commend you for that one, DJ. All right, we gave Logan and Batman the same music score with an eight, and we gave Eternals a nine. Mother, that's wrong, by the way. <laughs> Incorrect. All right, hold, just for shits and giggles, it should have been two nines. Even and an if eight. I changed. <laughs> Even if I changed the okay, hold on. So what you're saying is if, you no, botched I, the numbers somewhere else. No, Let's hear if it. I if I if I changed the music score for Eternals, bumped it down to where Logan, Eternals, and Batman are, Batman or the Batman and Eternals would be on the exact same level. Again, still wrong. That can't be. Just something's wrong. There's. I'm telling you, you need a third party to come in here and check these stats because I just don't. Not. Use... <laughs> <Just> not certain <laughs> parties. <laughs> All right. What about costumes? Um. Oh, costumes. I think there's would go two. to bat. What do you we mean? We gave it to two. two. Two of them oh, had two. like the highest score. Uh-oh. I would give it to, well, I think I know who got the highest scores, but who I think it should be would probably be Batman and then Logan because, the dude, the, the yeah. Dude, name one Man. iconic look from Logan. I was going to say, that is, I, that is I what wouldn't I could give say. It because of, <laughs> I wouldn't give it because of an iconic look. I would give it because the shit that they, like, I guess you'd put that in effects though, huh? Like all the gore yeah. and everything that came out of that you'd probably put that with the effects yeah okay the gore and stuff it's just seriously just like outfits all right well then i mean on a technicality i guess it would be. <laughs> but yeah, still so the batman Eternal, would Eternals go and batman tied okay all right yeah and most of the that was went to the freaking penguin <laughs> so I, like i think i if I remember right, I don't think I had the the best of feelings about the bat suit. I thought it was like cool, but I thought the the penguin just kind of pushed everything over the top. Well, like I said before we started recording, like the Batman was one of those movies that for me, like not a lot of movies are like this, but the the further I've gotten from that movie, the more I appreciate it and the more I feel like it's better it gets better like the more I think about that movie. Whereas, like, you, like for the most part, if I have an opinion about a movie, it stays pretty static. And uh, I don't know. I, I think the Batman only appreciates with time. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, it, I think it definitely has that. Movies definitely have that effect. So that's that's how it how it freaking happened, though. That's why Eternals is just a little higher. It, the, the scores are the same. The margins are redonkulously close. They're not even a full p- percentage apart from each other. So switch them. <laughs> <laughs> Out of spite, no. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> you guys just pissed me off. <laughs> uh, I have oh, more respect for that than I should, Caleb. <laughs> That's, yeah. Uh, anyway um, so Ant-Man and the Wasp comes out on 4K so be sure to look out for that this week <laughs> where does it come out at? is it Best Buy is it Walmart I don't know that's Rose's job 
<laughs> I already told you I was stalling for Vic to come on. <laughs> he didn't have time to look up the important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just sitting there. I'm just like, I'm like messaging Vic being like, hurry the hell up. <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Where the hell is it? I lost it. It's at Best Buy. So there you go. You want Ant-Man and the Wasp? Hey, go to Best Buy. Tell them, I want your finest dented dust. Dented dust? Dented? Uh, I tried to make a joke, and then my mouth stopped working. Anyway, go <laughs> to Best Buy. Most dented uh, steel book you got. And they'll say, <laughs> that's all of them. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, that, like I said, that's our only uh, news item to talk about. So, without further ado, let's get into this week's headliner. <laughs> let's do it. Yes, without further ado. Alrighty, before we get into this week's headliner, we did ask and we received some answers to our question of the week. Um, and for a first on this one, we actually got some responses from YouTube as well as TikTok this time. Hey. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so uh, for those of you that don't know, we asked a question of the week on our social media and we asked, what has been your favorite... A song that has come from a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, so I'm just going to kind of blow through some of these because these are a lot of them are like repeats. Uh, but first one is from a Darth Vader on YouTube that said, come and get your love, which is pretty classic. Uh, Molly Hoffman said, wham, bam, shang lang Don't know it. <laughs> you don't know that one? Not not off like if you sang two seconds of it I might know it, but it's just the wham bam shang lang. <laughs> Alright, don't know I'll that lie. one. I still don't know. <laughs> they play some good Sam Cook on the second one too. Yeah, that one's the shit. Um, let's see. B L S D dub said Mr. Blue Sky. So that was the uh, intro to volume two? I heard, I, I like, after, uh, whatever, on TikTok, I heard that apparently that was, like, the top hardest song to clear. <laughs> like, they did not want to let him use that song at all. And it was, like, weeks and weeks and weeks of, like, please, God, please, I'm telling you, this is going to be great. And they're like, nah. <laughs> all right, next we got Astro Boy 117 who says... Brandy, you're a fine girl, which I freaking love that song. Such a good. That's one of my karaoke songs too, man. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie, dude. That's a it's good a great. One. It's a great it's song to just belt out. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Aiden plays said Mr. Blue Sky. Uh, Galactic Evan said in the meantime, which great I think song. that was for the the trailer for Volume Three. Yeah, was that the, was there what was the other song that was only in the trailer? Uh I think someone answered that. It was uh uh Since You've Been Gone. Yeah. 
since you've been gone. <laughs> I really expected to hear that in the movie, and I was I, I'm not gonna lie, a little disappointed they did not make it in or did not make it into that. <laughs> Dude, I felt like such an idiot on that one because I was like, by Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, I think they just did like walking away. <laughs> um, and then we got a response from Noah Wessex, who also said, in the meantime. Uh, so that's all the ones from YouTube. Moving over to TikTok. I had it pulled up and it just. Um, Are you still recording? Let's Gabe? see. <laughs> <laughs> We just got to ask him that r- I just, randomly throughout the episode. <laughs> you could give me a freaking like coronary or something. Uh, let's see. We got Hayden B who says, come and get your love is the best. Um, Aaron who said, red bones, come and get your love is my absolute favorite. XO said, Mr. Blue Sky is peak. DT Moore said, Southern Nights. I think that's the John Denver one. I don't know. I'm sorry. Sing it. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember the scene that uh, it was the one Rocket was playing uh, or listening to, like right before he like bushwhacked all the Ravagers. Mm. Oh, nice. Sorry, I yeah. The only one I remember Rocket listening to now is Creep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Mustard Man 263638 said, Wham Bam shang by Silver. Uh, Jacoby said, In the meantime, uh, Bike. Oh, that's a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> we do appreciate the people that give us the suggestions, but we <coughs> try not to read those. <laughs> uh, Black Mamba said, I want you back, Jackson 5. Uh, the VVC says he didn't remember the name of the song, but it was the Beastie Boys uh, in the hallway scene from the Guardians 3. That was Brooklyn, right? No sleep yeah. till Brooklyn? <laughs> Red Yoshi said Lakeshore Drive is amazing. <clears throat> Carson Bryant said Mr. Blue Sky. Max Hummel said Come and Get Your Love. Joe, Dog Days Are Over. Uh, that, was good. Uh, that was a good scene. Yeah, Ian Rayner said the same thing dog days are over uh el tebo said creep luke bigger mr blue sky amazing gamer come and get your love k ryan gosh we got a lot of freaking responses you know what's a good one but it's not it's not in a guardians movie but it's a guardian scene is is uh the rubber band man that comes that's on um infinity war when they're introduced. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When they're introduced in Infinity War and they're just cruising in, that's uh, the, the name of that song is called The Rubber Band Man. That's such a great song, too. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, they said, Come and Get Your Love or Southern Nights. Kev said The Chain. That was a freaking killer song. Uh, okay, said Since You've Been Gone, and I was like, By Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Roy Tick said father and son. Oh, that's that was a, a good, good one. one. Oh, and then Gavin L said rubber band man. <laughs> uh, Liam's planet, come and get your love. Samurai, whatever said uh, Mr. Blue Sky. 
and then a couple more suggestions. So yeah, that's all of our responses. Some we'll figure out how to narrow those down. <laughs> hey, I responded. I said whatever. It yeah, used that is to true. Be. Uh, now it is. Uh, dog days are over. <laughs> I think. I think one of my favorites is still. Uh, it's got to be. I, I like when they they play Sam Cooke. It's uh, bring it on back. And it's him and Gamora, they're dancing. It's in the second movie. That's a good mm. song. I just like the song. Sam Cooke's amazing. So, I'm, I'm yeah, just a, yeah. I'm a big fan of him. So. Dude, I have, like, his whole, like, most of his albums saved on my Spotify. Like, I freaking love Sam Cooke. Yeah. Like, every time, like, on my Discovery Weekly, or Discover Weekly, I occasionally get, like, random ones that I haven't heard, and I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> If you like him, check out uh, Brooke Benton. You'll like his music, too. Um, but thank Anyways. you to everyone that answered our question of the week. We really appreciate all that. Um, let's... So, yeah. Anyway, getting into this week's uh, headliner. Like I said, we will be breaking down Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, so, if you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final All Bros, Crash and Taz, and Untrained Eye letter grade. Uh, the eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then we give it our own personal score at the very end. All of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and give us a letter grade to compare this movies to others of a similar grade, as well as a percentage that doesn't matter as much as the main <laughs> score itself. <laughs> Unless you ask the Eternals, the Batman, and Logan. <laughs> They're all A-minus movies. You guys can suck it. <laughs> No. Then don't give me the percentage, Caleb. <laughs> then don't give me the percentage if you don't want me to think about it. You know what? I think our ranking, our percentage, the percentages serve a purpose, and the the purpose is to piss people like you off so they Apparently continue to so. listen, listen yes. to the show. <laughs> listen, people, write in. Tell tell Caleb that the Eternals deserves to go down. <laughs> Yeah. below the Batman and Logan. If you could change the way Sonic the Hedgehog was going to look, then you could change this too. Listen, <laughs> start a campaign. Do a GoFundMe. Yes. Uh, whatever it hashtag, takes. Hashtag change all bros rating. I don't know. <laughs> hashtag some bros? Question mark. <laughs> thought this was the uh, all bros. Hashtag Almighty crashes back. I mean, what? Um. <laughs> uh, so, Ro- so Rose helped us out uh, ahead of time. He already put in his scores and had some comments about uh, some stuff that we'll I'll bring up here later um, as we go. But since Rose is not here to give us our favorite segment, reading his with opinion Rose, doesn't matter. Oh, gotcha. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so I will be reading this one. So if you have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, 
you probably need to stop listening right now because we will be spoiling the entire freaking movie for you. Uh, so without further ado, here is the uh, the plot for Volume Three. At their new headquarters on Nowhere, the Guardians of the Galaxy are attacked by Adam Warlock, a sovereign warrior created by their high priestess Aisha. After Adam overpowers them and seriously wounds Rocket, he is stabbed by Nebula and forced to flee. The Guardians are unable to tend to Rocket's wounds due to a kill switch made by the company Orgocorp embedded in him. They travel to Orgocorp's headquarters to find the override code. As Rocket lies unconscious, he recalls his past. As a baby raccoon, he was experimented on by the High Evolutionary, a scientist who sought to enhance animal life forms and anthropomorphic species to create a counter-Earth. To create a counter-Earth, Rocket befriended the High Evolutionary's other test subjects: the Otter Lila, the Walrus Teefs, and the Rabbit Floor. The High Evolutionary was impressed by Rocket's intelligence but furious that it exceeded his own. The High Evolutionary perfected the anthropomorphic... Oh boy, that's a word. <laughs> Anthropomorphization process with Rocket's advice, but ordered Rocket's brain to be extracted and his friends incinerated. Rocket freed Lila only for the High Evolutionary to kill her, Rocket, in rage, mauled the High Evolutionary and shot his guards, but Tiefs and Floor were killed in the chaos. Alone, Rocket stole a spaceship and fled. In the present, the alternate version of Gamora, who has joined the Ravagers, helps the Guardians infiltrate Orgocorp, which is owned by the High Evolutionary. They retrieve Rocket's file, but discover that the code has been removed. The group speculates that Thiel, one of the High Evolutionary's advisors, has it, so they depart for Counter-Earth. They are followed by Aisha and Adam, who are ordered by their creator, the High Evolutionary, to retrieve Rocket for his brain. Upon arriving, the team is helped by residents in tracing Thiel to, to the High Evolutionary ship. Drax and Mantis remain with Gamora and Rocket as Peter Quill, Groot, and Nebula travel to the High Evolutionary's ship. Nebula is forced to wait outside by guards as Quill and Groot board. Drax and Mantis chase after Quill's group. The High Evolutionary initiates his destruction and planned recreation of Counter-Earth, which kills all life on the planet, including Aisha. As the ship enters orbit, Quill and Groot leap off with Thiel, retrieving the code from him. Gamora arrives with their ship to rescue them, while Nebula, Mantis, and Drax board the High Evolutionary ship to rescue the now-absent Quill and Groot. As Quill's group attempts to access the code, Rocket flatlines and has a near-death experience, where he sees Lila, Tiefs, and Floor. Lila tells him that his time has not yet come, as Quill uses the code to disable the kill switch and save Rocket's life. Nebula, Mantis, and Drax come across hundreds of imprisoned humanoid children on the High Evolutionary ship before being captured. Quill's group sets out to rescue the three who are placed in a chamber with monstrous abolisks. Mantis befriends the abolisks, allowing the group to escape and reunite with Quill's group, together overpowering the High Evolutionary's army. Kraglin and Cosmo arrive on Nowhere, and Cosmo creates a telekinetic tunnel 
connecting nowhere to the high evolutionary ship to free the captured children. Rocket discovers imprisoned animals on the ship before being attacked by the high evolutionary, but the guardian or but the rest of the guardians help subdue him, leaving him to perish on his ship. The guardians rescue the animals and lead them aboard nowhere. Quill nearly dies trying to cross over but is saved by Adam, who has had a change of heart after being saved by Groot. In the aftermath, Quill leaves the Guardians, bestowing the captaincy to Rocket before leaving for Earth to reunite with his grandfather, Jason. Mantis embarks on a journey of self-discovery with the Abolisks. Gamora reunites with the Ravagers, and Nebula and Drax remain on Nowhere to raise the rescued children. In a mid credit scene, the new Guardians, consi- consisting of Rocket, a fully grown Groot, Cosmo, Kraglin, Adam, Phyla, one of the rescued children, and Adam's pet, Blurp, take on a new mission. In a post credit scene, Quill eats breakfast with Jason. And the legendary Star-Lord will return. What do you guys think that meant? Do you think that means that he, Chris Pratt, as Star-Lord will return, or that just someone <laughs> will take up the mantle of Star-Lord? I think he's going to get a solo film. That would be dope. It didn't say that the Guardians were going to return. Just said Star Lord was going to return. Yeah, the I could see them giving him. <laughs> I could see them giving him a, a solo. You know what I would really like to see them portray? Like they kind of like the old man comics, like an old man Star Lord. Isn't there an old man Star Lord? Yeah. Comic? The, they have an old man Logan. They have an old man. Oh, like what the movie was kind of based on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Freaking hell. <laughs> um, Sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah, so they have old man comics for a wide variety of characters. They have one for Black Widow, they have one for Hawkeye, uh they have one for Star-Lord. They like they have one for a bu- like I think uh old man Star-Lord would be a really cool that would movie be cool. to see. Like especially uh, yeah. to see him, like maybe how he ages, maybe faster than all the other guardians, or whatever the situation may be there. Like I think well, that'd would be really he, interesting. Since he's uh, an ego uh, progeny, would he age faster, or would he eventually like slow down? Well, my thought was that he would. He was half human, and then the celestial part of him got cut off because they killed ego. Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> so I think he's back to just like 100% human. <sighs> but anyway, that was the end. Uh, everything that came before that. Oh my God. Guys, listen to me. People were saying, I was even like jokingly being like, ha 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 ha. I'm going to cry so much in this movie. LOL. I'll shed a tear. I mean, listen, there have been MCU movies that made me go, ha But this one... <laughs> This one, there was stuff happening pretty much the whole movie. I'm like, hey, enough movie. I get it. It's everything sad, and I'm going to miss these people more than I thought. Why are you still doing this to me? (laughs) Oh, my gosh, dude. This had some freaking gut punches. So many. Dude, I I was pretty good. Like, there was, like, moments where I was, like, I was tearing up. Like, I was, like, holding myself back because I was in public. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> three times but, minimum. I cried three times in that movie. 
Yeah, but dude, one of the things that got me so freaking hard was, I think it was either Nebula or Mantis that said that, um, or was talking to Drax and said like, "You weren't meant to be a destroyer. You were meant to be a father." And went, oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> Nebula said that. Oh my that... god, dude, that wrecked me. <laughs> Like that was it was still it was like it was right there. It was still an unexpected line. And I oh Jesus Christ, that movie like I, listen, I, I know we haven't actually really said anything about the movie yet, but the MCU made a big oopsie daisy when they decided to like go along with Disney and fire James Gunn like it is a travesty that that dude is not going to be making any more MCU movies. I'm glad to see whatever he's going to do it with the DCU, but it is a shame <laughs> that we are not going to get any more MCU movies out of him. <laughs> dude, no joke. Like, oh, I am... I'm real bummed, but I'm super excited to see what he does with DC. Um, But, I mean, holy shit can he make a movie <laughs> and by the way i saw uh i want to say like a couple days after the movie came out he did uh an ama on twitter and he said the only stipulation is it's got to be a yes or no question and uh, a couple people asked and he i mean he just said yes obviously he didn't elaborate but the story that we got from volume one to volume three was pretty much for the most part his vision from the very beginning like that it was all this third movie was always going to be rocket's movie uh the, the basically the main beats that happened were going to happen uh i don't know he, he didn't get a lot of pushback apparently uh from uh kevin feige and the like for what he did which i thought was really cool um I hope they yeah. use this as ammo for future projects where they're like, hey, if we just leave them alone, like they'll make good shit. <laughs> well, this is the this is I, I've talked to this. I've talked about this to death and I feel like I might. I hopefully I said it on this show uh, the last time I was on is the main problem with MCU movies. I feel like is it's all about the tease. Like the whole movie is the tease of like, uh Ooh, the next one. Can't wait to see what happens in the next one. And nothing is just like a contained story where you just are like, wow, this was an awesome movie. Uh, I wonder how this is going to fit into the rest of what's going on. And this was that. Like, this was that to a T. Like, this had everything to do with what ha what came before it. But it wasn't like, ooh, you, you're never going to believe what happens when nowhere the skull shows up like no no like it, it it was what it was it was a beautiful story it was a beautiful end to a a trilogy and uh yeah i cannot say enough good things about this by the way i said near the beginning i was going to put a stipulation on everyone i this movie is getting very high marks from me like maybe the highest uh i'm willing to be talked down but we're starting at the top, and I'm going to need to be talked down. <laughs> so I'll read off. Um, so Rose freaking went above and beyond. I freaking love him. Um, so he he 
had a little write-in for the story, and he says, this is the most personal Guardian story we have ever gotten. It's not a mission to save the galaxy this time. It's a... it's to save a family member, and I love that so much. The heartbreaking backstory for Rocket that was explored had me bawling and as and was tough to watch at times. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, so he ended up giving story in 95. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and I... I'm having a hard time disagreeing with him. Like, I yeah. love that this wasn't a saving the universe story like it was kind of like it was contained to like the world or to a world like or actually not really like they didn't save shit <laughs> other than well, rocket like, they, i mean real well they saved they saved yeah they the, saved they saved the, the kids the animals they saved, saved the, the kids. kids and the animals and yeah but i mean a, I mean, whole, a whole planet, planet freaking blew up destroyed, yeah <laughs> technically they saved adam warlock Ish, ish. <laughs> Dude, uh, if there was mm. anything that I had an issue with, it was Adam Warlock. <laughs> it was Adam Warlock. Yeah. <laughs> so was, okay, that something so, that I was too. This could be a character development thing, but like, is I, I don't know this character at all. Like, is he normally like mad stupid? Because <laughs> uh, he seemed like he wasn't too dumb. Like he he was definitely like more comic relief than what I thought the uh, trailers made him seem like he was gonna be. Uh, I, it wasn't unlikable. Like I, I mean, like I said, I don't know the character, so if it's like, yeah, super I mean, off he base, was just kind of a know. goofy kid. Did Did you guys ever see the movie he was in? Uh, We're the Millers. Yeah, no? dude, that movie's freaking hilarious. It's, <laughs> it's hilarious because of him. Yeah, but so okay, DJ, it's it's basically uh. It's a story about this guy who's a drug dealer, and he loses his boss's weed, and his boss then tells him, look, you could pay me back by going to Mexico and bringing over a little bit of weed. And so he looks like a drug dealer, so he's like, okay, he puts this fake family together, and the dude that plays Adam Warlock is the son. And in that entire movie, he is just so, like... I don't even know how to describe him. He's just, he's an idiot. And like, I still got those same kind of vibes the way that he was in that movie in this one. And I was like, so he was one of my bigger, um, like, I don't know. I just, I just didn't, I didn't, his, uh, his role didn't really fall so great with me, but I did like that they included him. Yeah, Yeah, I did too. It's funny because like now that you say it, I, it didn't even dawn on me at the time. Uh, really, until now, like yeah, I don't like there was no point for him at all. Like how how much besides saving Peter, like what would really have changed in the movie if he wasn't in it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Maybe they would have gotten their information on like from the Ravager a little bit better (laughs) or whoever whoever the hell he vaporized (laughs) like that shit was funny i didn't like i said i didn't mind the character like i got i mean well whatever we're talking story first right (laughs) yeah yeah. like he he didn't affect the story too much 
And like just kind of addressing writing real quick, I don't feel like he was in it enough to sway my score any which way. Like he was in yeah. it. It was all I'll say is like he what he wasn't a bad part of the movie, but he was kind of an unnecessary part. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I I dug it. I dug it for what it is and I, I hope we get to see more of him because Adam Warlock as a character is really intriguing. Like I they're able to do a lot with I mean kinda. Like so the stone in his head is supposed to be the mind stone. Mm-hmm. But obviously the mind stone's been quote unquote destroyed. Soul stone, I think. Or isn't it? Is it the soul stone? I thought it was a soul oh, stone. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the soul soul stone in his head. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Vision has the Mind Stone, or had. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. The what, story was amazing, though. I I agree with what Rose was saying. I loved that. I loved that it wasn't uh, them trying to save the universe or galaxy. It's like it was so personal, and the, you know the fact that they made it that way, like them having to save one of their own, like made it kept that. Um, it really helped keep that kind of uh, uh, theme going where it's this is a very personal movie because you get into it with a lot of the characters. I mean, they brought up a lot of stuff, you know. Gamora, or not Gamora, um, Nebula, you know, talking about how, like, you know, how her father plucked out her eyes, like, as a form of torture, but, like, also to, like, make her better and, like, you know, like, they got really personal, like, it wasn't always, you know, flashback stuff, but, you know, that like, some of the stuff that they would say, you kind of catch it, and it's like, oh, shit, like, like, they're plucking at heart, they're plucking at the heartstrings on this one, like, when, even when they're arguing amongst each other, you know? Dude, I love how they kind of have that moment where they address what Thanos had done to Nebula, and then a little bit later, when they get footage of what the High Evolutionary did a rocket, yeah, she's just like, "That's even what? worse." She says, "Yeah, that's, that's even worse than work. what happened to me." Hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, coming from Nebula, who's like damn near ninety percent robot. Like, right. Well, damn. That, <laughs> that was the thing. There was a couple of things that I'm like, they. Wh- so even though it was like a, a you know quote unquote self contained story, like the way that they. Uh, alluded to things that happened uh that you know things that have happened in the past uh, up until now um like for, i mean first of all just the fact that they were like uh, they're really like the only family in the MCU you know what i mean like they're 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 the only what is it they're the only i keep wanting to say avengers i don't know i can't think of the right word but they they really are like the family and what is the last thing that happened to them? Like, all of them got snapped away, except for Rocket and Nebula. And, like, those two, those two were the closest. Uh, but they, like, they wanted their family back. I, I, I don't know. I'm. I, it's funny, because when you guys were talking, I'm like, I have such a good point to make. And now I feel like it's falling apart right in front of me. <laughs> um, but all I'm saying is, is, like, it's that it, it see like the urgency of trying to save Rocket was it seemed to be like added to by the fact that like they basically just got back 
You know what I mean? Like they had their their five years away that only seemed like a blink to the people that were gone. But you know, Rocket and Nebula had to experience that whole five years. Um, you you get another hint of that whenever Rocket wakes back up, and what is the first thing he asks is, you know, where's Nebula? Is she okay? Uh, and then when she finds out that he's okay, like, I might cry just thinking about that. Cause like when she heard him talk, like talk and she like grabs her face and is like, uh, just doesn't like, that's not her. You know what I mean? Like she's the one that is steely in the face of, of, of danger. Uh, but she's right there in the middle of it and she hears rocket and just about loses it because like they are the closest. Uh, and I, I don't know. It was like I said, it was a, a beautiful end to this to this trilogy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm pretty much in line with what Rose said. I'm sitting at a 95 when it comes to story. Like it was damn near flawless. Yeah, I I would be right above there, or right right at there, at the 95. Yeah, well, I'm going 97. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> all right moving on over to writing this was incredible writing um going into what rose was saying about that he says top-notch writing from gun with this one every guardian gets their moment to shine and gets the perfect send-off yes yes Mm -hmm. yes rose jesus christ from beyond the grave you're doing it (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, like i i had that thought like by the end like when they're i'm like everyone got what they wanted like everyone i don't know about you guys i went into this movie going one or all of them are going to die like that's how this movie is going to end is they're all going to beef it but not only did they all not die they all got the happy ending and they all got to like you like Rose was saying they all got to have their moment in the sun and it was beautiful i'm going to be saying that a lot about this movie beautiful <laughs> dude there i will say it, the movie had me going a couple times whether like someone was going to die or not the i knew the rocket one... was dead i knew he was dead by the way i was like he's dead right now <laughs> Yeah, I'll, so I'll the, say this: once they gave us that little uh, Deadpool moment with him and Lila, I was I was like, no, he's coming back. But I did <laughs> for a while. I was like, fuck, there, he's gone. I was like, this is how they get rid of them. Like, who's gonna be the new people? And they're gonna just get rid of him one by one. And then, and Drax too. I thought Drax was dead. I was like, when you know when they're when he gets when shot the... twice. Yes, I was I like, oh my shit, gosh, he's dude. dead. I thought that I that was it. I thought that like I thought he was dead, but honestly, I thought Rocky was gone up until they gave us that little Deadpool moment right there. Oh my dude! Speaking about that moment for a second, holy that like I will say I I was a little like mixed feelings about that because and this like not in a negative way because I had just seen a trailer on TikTok, right? Where it was Rocket jumping and like he was in his like Guardian's outfit. Mm-hmm. And my only thing was like we haven't seen that yet. And I I was a li- like when I saw that moment I was like, "Oh shit, Rocket's dead. Work like that was a lie. That's the only time we're going to like <laughs> like Marvel did it again." 
Okay, so speaking of of trailers lying, did you? Am I crazy, or was did the trailers when they showed uh, Lila and, uh, or I think it was just Lila? Did they show her with real arms and not robot arms? I think so. I okay. thought so too. I, I, I was like, <laughs> that's not one I'm I'm mad about. I'm like, okay, no, no, that no, was no. Cool. me neither. No, I'm not at all. I was just saying, like, I like that. I like when I like when the the tra- the trailers lie a little bit. <laughs> I don't like when they like straight up lie. <laughs> like with the whole Infinity War, where it's like that running scene where everyone's like that. I that, hate that, where it's like a little far. subtle <clears throat> one where like you had that moment of like with Thor Ragnarok where Thor comes crashing down with the lightning, but he has both of his eyes. And then it's yes. like in the movie he had one eye. Like that was cool. Like I'm I'm fine with little changes like that. What or I'm like, not what cool is with is just a done. straight up bullshit. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, because like I think it worked for No Way Home too. Whenever they uh, they took uh, like oh yeah they most took the of the villains out. out. <clears throat> or they yeah. did, did they take the villains out or just the no uh, they t- they the took Spider-Man. the the other two Spider Men out. Yeah, one. and then we like we had that one weird clip where lizards getting kicked by nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, dude, like one of the things is like because I already shared the one about Drax where it's where Nebula's sharing with Drax like you weren't meant to be a destroyer like that line freaking wrecked me. Christ. When yes. when I thought Rocket was gonna die and. Like he was like in the afterlife and talking to to Lila, and he's just like he sees like teeth and floor. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like having that, and then with his whole moment, like, can I come with you? I'm like, ah, yeah, (laughs) god dang it, dude. And then when he started to flatline, I was like, Jesus, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I, I was like, I was wrong. I was fucking wrong. Uh, you but, know what? You know what part got me though too was um, just before too is Drax is talking to Mantis, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go on my own and blah blah blah." And he was like, "Well, I'm coming with you." And then his she was like, "No, like that's not the point." And he's like, "Well, I'm going to protect you." And then that's when you know she that's when like then you get Nebula's response to him and and that got me because he's always so like. Just the way he talks to her, like to Mantis, you know, he's like, she's ugly, <laughs> she's dumb, all this stuff. But then after he's like, no, I'm, I'm going to go to protect you. And he's like all watery eyed and all this stuff. Like he doesn't want her to leave. So that that got to me too. There was a... I will say too, uh, <laughs> a lot of the writing that I liked was uh, between what uh, Craglin and Cosmo. <laughs> when he's like... <laughs> Dude, that was a joke that just kept on giving. <laughs> and again, by the way, it wasn't for nothing. It wasn't just to laugh. It had a payoff. Mm. We're like, and she's a good girl. Boom, smashed. I knew you. I knew you didn't mean it. And then again, his his storyline with the with the arrow, and then seeing. Uh, oh my gosh, seeing Yondu. Dude, Yondu. Uh, <laughs> I oh, lost dude. my mind. I was like, I couldn't. I, it was good. I I kind of I kind of like like when when I saw him I, like oh man because you know that's the last time like we Absolutely. all thought we saw the last time and oops we really saw it in this movie mm-hmm. and then he does it and he's badass and you're just like 
This is thank. I mean, really, everyone got. We say that all the Guardians of the Galaxy got got their moment, but really, everybody got their moment. Like, and that that, yeah, <laughs> dude. Um, I agree. What did like we've talked about like a lot of the other Guardians? Did anyone think like Star Lord was going to kick the bucket? Yes. I mean, if anything, the trailer heavily implied that and then they were like lol he was drunk and you're like well (laughs) hold on (laughs) yeah so i will say they had me going at first until his face started swelling up and i'm like that seems like a weird thing to kill him off doing i i will say that oh god like it and that's just my like stupid like overly critical mind coming into play there where i was in like I just like was sitting there, and so his like face started to like kind of like freeze over and puff like how it, it usually does in these movies. And I was like, okay, and then it just kind of kept happening. And I'm like, they're not gonna finish him like that. <laughs> like, they're gonna, it's like, no, if they're gonna kill him off, they're gonna kill him with some dignity. <laughs> By the way, uh, I don't know why, why that not go out me. like Yondu, though. I know, but That's I don't like. Bitch. <laughs> if they would have just <laughs> left his <laughs> face alone, if they would have left his face alone, I probably would have believed it a bit more. Mm, but they made him puffy, and saying. I'm just like, mm, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I do see what you're saying. By the way, another moment that I, I, I listen. Uh, good writing, I realized in this movie, reminds you of something that, like, if someone asked you to remember it, you couldn't. Uh, but somehow, like, the writing makes you remember something. Because I don't remember the last time I was truly, like, heartbroken. But when Gamora was leaving and said, I bet we were great, uh, or I bet we oh. were fun, I was like, <laughs> ah! Like... <laughs> it made me relive my entire breakup. <laughs> Dude, it was horrifying. I was, like, I was, like, hurt by that. And like I saw, I I you could tell what she was trying to do for him, and it probably worked. I guess I don't know, but like Jesus Christ, like th- it's little things like that that is uh, like uh, that touch is like you think you're getting off clean, and nope, I bet we were fun. God dang, lady, for real, right? <laughs> for real, <laughs> had to make dude, it personal, <laughs> dude. Somehow they turned this Gamora, like, they even gave this Gamora a super solid ending. Like, we know, like, she got two! She got two ridiculously good endings. (laughs) She died in her last ending, what are you talking about? Yeah, I know, but, I mean, still, like, that, like, the emotional impact of that is just, like, that was a solid ending. And then this one, where you think back to what what 2014 Gamora wants. She wants a family, and she got that in the Ravagers. Holy I, balls! I'm I'm making this <laughs> prediction right now. Star Lord's getting his own solo film, and Gamora comes back. And like OG Gamora? No, I think like this Gamora, and then like stuff gets rekindled because she kind of was she was given some looks, you know? Yeah, she was she given was a couple, some, some vibes. Yeah, she was giving me some vibes. So I feel like she's. <laughs> I feel like if they give Star-Lord a solo film, she's going to be in it. Like, they're going to play a big part in that. 
and they're gonna they're gonna go with the whole they're gonna do like a romance kind of angle to it. Just calling that now. Dude, I want to see two. Go ahead. May 9th, no, twenty twenty three. Crash called it. Like we're talking a lot about the like the, the dramatic scenes, but like the comedy in this was really well done too. Yeah. I was afraid that the uh, oh <laughs> shit, what's it called? Get on Orgo here. Corp. We're, I'm gonna take you right back to the ship. Right over there? Yeah. Just get on the motorcycle real quick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, when they were at the, the that Orgo Corp place. Oh, with Nathan Fillion and them. Yeah, with Nathan <laughs> Fillion. I thought that was going to play off so dumb. I'm like, yeah. oh, great. Like, this is just another cheesy, like, Haha, we got away that thing. Was... <laughs> but it turned into, like, a, a big freaking situation, and it was great. Well, that I was, freaking love that James Gunn had his wife get shot. <laughs> I love the like running joke of like, dude, I got one of those too. It's a freaking yeah. boss's his cousin. <laughs> He's like standing right there. <laughs> like, oh, oh this guy makes me sick. <laughs> I freaking loved that. That was so good. By the way, too, uh, you can't. I, I mean, I, this is definitely going to go like slide into acting as well. But God dang, dude, everything written for the High Evolutionary was freaking Chef's oh, yeah. Kiss. He did like, an amazing job, too, dude. That that is that is peak villain. Like mm. you don't get much better villain than that. <laughs> Absolutely. Not. How do you how do you think he compared to Gore? Even I, so well, much better than Gore. I don't so? like. I, I think I, Gore's motivations were really solid. Where his like they they set his motivations in place yeah. really well. Where it's just like he's constantly improving, wanting to create like the perfect world, perfect society. Mm-hmm. And then you see how far he freaking takes it when Rocket realizes like, oh, we're, you're not like I, when he laughs at Rocket like, you're yeah. not going to this Earth. Like, no, you're you absolutely right. I, I agree, and I you know what? I think I was always disappointed with Gorgeous because I love him in the comics. So I feel like he didn't. They didn't do him as like a, as much justice, you know. But what? yeah, I think I think you're right. I love I love the High Evolutionary. I mean, listen. I know that. Uh, I mean, I didn't know Gore like that. Like I, my only run in with Gore was in the Thor movie. Um, so I really liked him a lot. I mean, clearly he's not, he's not as intense, obviously, as, uh, as the high evolutionary, but I, I still do hold him as one of like the top tier MCU villains. Um, but I think it's interesting that like he see the high evolutionary seemed as dangerous like he was reckless. Clearly he was way too reckless, but he seemed as dangerous as we are supposed to understand Kang to be, if that makes sense. Like, he's mm-hmm. he's just that, like that. If that unhinged was uh, combined with Kang's, like, cunning and uh, uh, I don't know what the other word is I'm looking for, but, like, if it was combined, if those two were combined, like, that, that guy is the freaking, he's definitely the next Thanos. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. Rose ended up giving this a ninety-four for writing. Wrong, wrong. <laughs> Where are you sitting? Ninety-eight. At? Ninety-eight. 98? Rose. Mm, wow. Where are you I, sitting, I, Vic? 
I'm sitting at like I'm sitting at a ninety six with the writing. I love the writing in this. Uh, I I just loved all the like I said, even all the send offs, all the all the emotional parts, man. Like fuck, they got you, they got you good. Actually, scratch that ninety seven. That there for them to make me cry solely because of like you know dialogue and go to ninety seven. Yeah, I'm keeping it steady with my story score sitting at 95. All right, going on over to acting, we have Bradley Cooper, who voiced Rocket. Palm Clementif. Boy, I can't wait. I can't wait. Rose, I hope you're listening to this right now. (laughs) Wait until he gets to the high evolutionary. Go on. Keep going. (laughs) <laughs> um uh where was i dave batista who no no played... no you didn't finish mantis Hold who, up. who played Our, mantis palm, <laughs> palm clementif mm-hmm. who played mantis dave batista who plays drax uh we got karen gillen who plays nebula vin diesel who plays groot or as he's became known in this one, Swole Groot. I heard um, someone call him. I don't know if it was James Gunn or not, but that uh, technically the Groot at the very very end is King Groot. Yeah, I was gonna say they. I love that they they made him look like his original, like the way he originally gets introduced. I thought that's really cool. I t- I pointed that out to my sister and her boyfriend after the movie. They had no idea. Was, yeah. Wait, can uh, I pause you for one second? I want to say one more thing about writing uh, to to keep it to the ninety eight. The I felt like this, and it was confirmed by James Gunn. But I really felt like this at the moment, at the end, when they're all around each other, and Groot says, "I love you guys." I immediately had the like feeling of like we understand him now, and that was confirmed. Like that wasn't like him saying that. Like, that's why they didn't react to it. That was like, you as the viewer have spent so much time with the Guardians that you can now understand Groot as well. Dude, I, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Like, because no one else, like, reacted. I was just like, wait, did Groot just speak? <laughs> yeah. And, like, oh, dude, that was fantastic. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was for writing as well, but I think that'll kind of bleed into acting too. So, oh, <laughs> uh, let's see who who else we got here. Mar- Mariah Bakalova, who voiced Cosmo, uh, Sean Gunn, <laughs> who played Craglin, and apparently Young Rocket. Uh, and then we have Chris Pratt, who played. Peter Quill. Oh, and Will Poulter, Adam Warlock. They did not put these in order. <laughs> no, I they, they I don't know. Did, did they put them in appearance order or it's just sorted by credit no in order. credits order? But that that's that's messed up because they have the onset Groot, whoever Steamy Blue Liver was. Steamy Blue. Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah, Hoop Toe, and then Peter Quill. <laughs> That's so strange. Yeah, I'm looking to see if there's like anyone else. Oh, Zoe Zaldana, Gamora. Oh, yes, of course. Uh. Okay, yeah, that's 
that's it. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, and okay, and then uh, <laughs> Nathan Fillion. <laughs> Where the hell is this Chuck, high evolutionary? Chuck, I know. I, I'm. I'm. A, I'm <laughs> attempting to say his name. <laughs> Do it. Chuck Woody Iwuji. I don't even see him on the credits. Are you on IMDb? Yeah, I am. Yeah, he's at the top. Wait, what? Oh, that's why. <laughs> I just immediately started scrolling. I mean, again, we've established it's in crazy people order. So, <laughs> yeah. And so Chuck Woody Iwuji played the high evolutionary. And, dude, whew, he was fantastic. Bro, I don't know if you're going to try and do a top three. I am going to fight to make the entirety of the Guardians of the Galaxy to be just one one pick. One entity. <laughs> yeah. So Rose said, This is Rocket's movie, and the vocal performance Bradley Cooper gives is nothing but amazing. His best work in the franchise. Chris Pratt's emotional scenes and Palm Clementif's comedic bits were both standouts for me as well. Dude, so I'm bet his... so I'm it sounds like his top three is uh Bradley Cooper, Chris Pratt, and then Palm. It's funny because as soon as he said that, or as soon as you read what he said, that that rocket scream or the Bradley Cooper screaming after Lila died was yo. Like yeah. I never thought I could feel such a way about a raccoon screaming in pain and agony, but Oof, that made me feel some type of way. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about feeling some sort of way. What about when he freaking called himself Rocket Raccoon? That was yeah. amazing! <laughs> right? That like, was They amazing. could have played that so ridiculously <laughs> cheesy, but the way he's like, Because I'm Rocket Raccoon. Like, ah! <laughs> he said it! <laughs> I saw this. I saw one a, a a a theory that the high evolutionary is from Earth, and their uh, their their backup for that is is I mean a they made all he made alternate Earth or whatever it was uh, for for all those animals. But their main thing was like how much was written in English, like around him. Like there's no reason for there to have been so much in English, and it all ended with Rocket you know reading like hey north from north american continent species mm. raccoon like why was that written in english uh i mean well uh, he said he like so... the high evolutionary said that he was like was always intrigued with earth now the people that i heard talk about this address that and they're like really in the entirety of everywhere earth was the most interesting of all of them of every single one, <laughs> Earth was like eh, maybe, but I don't know. Either way, it was great. It was a great move to make it English so that you could see that he read Raccoon was like, wait, that is me. <laughs> oh man, dude! Like, I I loved that little moment where he's like freeing all the other raccoons. Mm-hmm. And then he's like looking around at all the other animals and just yes, because I feel like Rocket's always been like super distance or like he's always been about himself though too yeah like, like and... he's always thought of himself as like his own thing like he's not a raccoon he's like 
better well, than but that. We, we or, saw why. We saw why that's how he was is because he was not that way. Like he wanted to be a part of something and then it was it was taken from him violently and like that was his whole deal. Like in in volume one, like it was just him and Groot, and they had no interest in being a part of any other group with anybody. And now we kind of have a little more light on why that is, because you know he that his experience with getting close to people is I'm going to lose you or fail you. It wasn't just lose you; it was I'm going to fail you, uh, and just did not want to have to deal with that again. And then kind of made the full circle of like, no, um, because what what did they say? They, it, the, I, I, I try not to watch or like listen to any like reviews or anything before I'm going to do this show. Um, but the the one point that somebody made that I saw was like, if you look at what happens when he is a young raccoon and all of that, all of that happens with Lila and Teefs and everyone, uh, he runs away, and then. When they're back at the very end, he's like, "We're not running anymore," uh, and you know they they go after him. So it's it, it really is like his story coming full circle, and yeah, a beautiful moment, as it were, a beautiful movie with a beautiful moment. <laughs> yeah, it is a super solid moment. Yeah. Um, where are you guys sitting with your acting scores? So, uh, I think did I say what Rose gave it? No, uh, yeah, he gave it a ninety-six. It. Oh, did you? Did he say it? I missed. Oh that. no, he didn't say that. I'm sorry. You, I was. I remember the order. Ninety-six. Yeah. So Rose, or yeah, Rose gave it a ninety-six, and honestly, I, could... I might be giving it a little higher than Rose. <laughs> I'm like ninety-seven. Like it was so. Yeah. Everyone did such a good job. Like there was not a single person's performance I had an issue with. Just, I mean. No. Will Poulter, but I think that I was, was gonna more say, what was written than him. Yeah, I'm going 99, and it really only is because, honestly, and this is what I mean by talking me down, is like, I would have been 100 had we not talked about uh, Adam Warlock a little bit and kind of been like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess he kind of was there for, as like, what for whatever reason he was there, he was there. But I didn't mind it, like, but it, it was kind of like, uh, I guess it wasn't completely necessary. I'm I'm probably sitting at like a 97 myself with this. I, man, they they like hit the nail. Like they just they just did such a great job with delivering like just the again the emotion. I mean, this movie's like heavy on the emotions and stuff, man. Like, and they hit they they all just did such a great job with selling that, you know. And then even the even the funny parts, the parts that are meant to be like the comedic relief, like or the comic relief, that like didn't feel forced. Like I think no. other, you know, Marvel movies kind of felt in the past, like <laughs> Thor. Yeah. You know, some of the some of the jokes and stuff felt forced in that one, but not not in this one. And I don't know if it's maybe like maybe the actors are just so into their characters that they just have it down or something. But um, I. Yeah, you know I what I'm really more think... I, I would put money down that this was partially like a spite thing because a lot of things that have come out from this movie has been James Gunn, Chris Pratt, and like a bunch of the other Guardians being like, we don't 
like how we were treated in this in Endgame or in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Like James Gunn, like has even said, like what they wrote or what they had Peter do hitting Thanos in the middle of this climactic moment, trying to like make Thanos lose, and then Peter loses his cool, like. This like you're talking about the Peter that was ready to kill Gamora. Like no, he's making Thanos lose at whatever cost. Like he's not going to lose his cool and basically be the reason the world gets snapped away. Like they it, it was a compl- they thought it would Yeah, James Gunn thought it was completely out of character. Chris Pratt came out shortly after and was just like, "Yeah, I had some big issues and I was like begging them not to do that." But they did went ahead and did it anyway. And so a bunch of other guardians were just like, "Yeah, we I feel like we got freaking shafted." Well, with when Endgame was coming out, uh how how soon before or after that was the the whole James Gunn debacle where he was fired and then unfired? It wasn't too long. Well, I know he consulted for Endgame. And then so I think it was shortly after Endgame that the whole firing thing happened. I don't know. It, it's funny to see him talking about it now because like again, maybe he's just being diplomatic, but when I saw his his AMA on Twitter, like people asked if um what ha- like they they were more asking about like the guardians that got snapped away like if that you know uh had any effect on the story that he was trying to tell and he basically was like no he's like they and i heard him in an interview talking about it like it, he didn't necessarily have a choice of who was going to be snapped away or not but uh it he's like it honestly didn't matter so it's, you know, the story that he was trying to get out was going to happen, uh, no matter who left, basically. That's good. I'm glad that he didn't let this affect his story too much. I mean, and again, this could just be all like him fronting and just being like, I'm, you know, uh, being the diplomat now. Because, you know, what's the point of, of throwing a grenade on your way out? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially since he is going to, you know, he's the Kevin Feige of the DC universe now. So, I mean, who, like, what's the point? But I I don't know. I mean, no matter what happened, I mean, we still, again, got a great movie. Yeah. Yep. All right. uh, Moving on over to character development. Uh, Just to start off with what Rose said. Um he says, seeing what Rocket went through absolutely destroys you. I've never seen an MCU's character's backstory be told with so much detail. While hard to watch, I'm glad we got it. Well, I I, I think that, and then it, you can't, in my mind, you can't talk about their the Guardian, the main Guardians, like their character arcs, without going from Volume 1 to now, now that we have that full arc. Mm-hmm. Uh that dude it was freaking 10 out of 10 their arcs because again they, they like everyone got their moment like we talked about but they also like nothing felt like cheap you know what i mean like n- n- none of their endings seemed like oh well they just had to do that because that's the only thing that 
would make sense, but it's not what would actually happen. Like, no, there was none of that. So all the way down to, you know, Rocket being the leader of the group like that. That end scene to me where where they were where he was saying and they telling Rocket he's the leader now. Basically, and they're all, you know, given their, you know, Mm -hmm. we have our allegiance to you now, Captain. That was their, that was all of their arcs, I mean, coming to the, coming to a head right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. That was, that part was another one where I was just like choked up. (laughs) Just so choked up because, you know, I mean... Even look right, at like be, Peter. Be real. Like, did anyone like pound their chest? I did yes. not. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was too busy weeping like a baby. I <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, even Peter. Like you're saying, you know, that's like all of their full arcs. Because like, look at Peter. He was always, you know, this is my ship. I'm the captain. I'm the leader. Blah blah blah. But then, like you said, he's so like. You know, he's got this change of, I don't even know, just character, just character arc. Well, yeah, the, his character arc where he is just, now he's like, so he's willing to like pass on the reins and, you know, and, and like, no, you've got this. Like, I've got to go do my own thing. I've got to do this. I mean, they, and They grew. They all grew oh, yeah. as people, uh, like all of them. Like you can, it's, it's, oh, sorry. I think it's a lot of what they, uh, like, things that they've dealt with. Like, it's hard to to judge, like, character development only on this movie. Because like, right. you have to score it with, like, over the entire The course of, yeah. yeah. of just what we've seen, like, of their timeline. And I think one thing that's always, like they kind of just wrapped everything with a perfect little bow. Like Peter's especially um, stood out to me. Cause like he's dealing with like in the first movie, it was the loss of his mother. The second he had to straight up kill his father and then his uh, father figure died. So he's kind of dealing with like a double loss there. Um, And then like he, it's, and then the, Infinity War, he loses his his love, and then it's just like in this, it's just like I, he, at least what like what we saw in the uh, the holiday special, you see that Mantis is his sister, and he's just kind of like super excited about that, and I think he's just kind of closed himself off to like going back to Earth and visiting his his grandfather, like family that he. Um, that he knew because he was afraid of how like what it would be like but I think having like that family attachment with Mantis really helped like push him to to go see his grandfather and I would say if you wanted to say there's one arc that only really I mean kind of only technically happened in this movie it is this Gamora because technically that's not the one that we we knew and loved but even her arc like she like you got she got enough time you got enough time with her and she had enough good moments 
that you could see her go from like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a part of any of this. I just want to go back and ravage or whatever, uh, to, to again, them like, it didn't feel unearned when she was like, mm-hmm. I bet we were fun. Like that was, I, that, that was a great arc for her as well because she went from like complete denial to like, uh, you know, I, I understand what you went through with, you know, me in quotes. Um, I think that's the key phrase that you put it is that none of it was unearned. Like everything in here, like it wasn't just thrown in. It wasn't just, you know, like you said earlier, like, because it, this needs to happen. Everything was just, everything was so well-deserved, well-earned and got to where it was so naturally, you know, it just felt so natural. I think they handled this perfectly because, like, Peter, like, even though, like, you can almost say that he kind of got put on the back burner a little bit in terms of what his story was, but it's because the two first, or the first two movies focus so heavily on his story. And then Drax has always kind of been, like, an odd, goofy character, but you, you, like, you kind of know his, his heart. Mm Mm-hmm. And then this just kind of showed it off a lot. Like when he's talking to the, the children and being like, calling them idiots <laughs> <laughs> and like playing for with them and like being a, a, like a father to, to these kids and like showing that part of him off instead of just being Drax the Destroyer, like killer of Thanos or killer of Ronan, like whatever he yeah. is. And just you get to see that like softer side to him, so that felt like super earned because like each movie he's kind of talked a little bit about his his family, his family. His daughter. Yeah, and yeah, when he said that, when he was like, "My daughter used to like this," and even though he wasn't doing it in a sad way, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like this is like, I <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking. I hope everyone else understands what a beautiful moment this is. Like this is this is like some we are watching this dude heal right in front of our very eyes, mm-hmm. which is wild. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. And then like same thing with like Nebula. Like we'd seen her like so just heavy-hearted for so long and seeing her just kind of soften up was a really nice touch and then like I, it felt very natural for her to be like i yeah i'm not like i'm, I'm gonna stay here hold the fort down and in nowhere and like with with drax and like loved loved all that like everyone had such good art and then like gamora too even though this is a new gamora but if you think back to the 2014 gamora she she was in like she was in the same place she was in the first Guardians. Like she was ready to freaking leave Thanos. And she did. Like she even like now she's just in the future. She was ready to leave and find real connection somewhere. And I know like she has this weird dude like that's like pining over her, but and she's just like, whatever, like leave me alone, dude. But and then she finds like a family, like a dysfunctional family within the ravagers and it just kind of seems like 
yeah, that's exactly what happened to her in the first one. She kind of found like this dysfunctional family in the Guardians. In this timeline, it's just happened with the Ravagers. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Speaking of the Ravagers, they had that weird like Pokemon wizard uh, that was part of the. You know what I'm talking about? It was like yeah. the red. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nothing was funnier. Somebody brought up the point. They're like. Yeah, it's crazy that they had to do this weird, like, spacesuit mission to get in there. <laughs> Why didn't they yep. just have an old boy just uh, portal Open up in? a portal? <laughs> that was exactly... I leaned over to my sister's boyfriend, and I was like, this is such a huge plot hole. Like, the fact that they have a fucking sorcerer right here who can clearly open portals into wherever the fuck he wants because he doesn't have to see where he's going. So why do they make up this whole plan i get it you need a story but don't introduce somebody that could clearly open up portals to any fucking where and then not use him like oh man Uh, i thought that was great (laughs) dude um this is like completely unrelated it's just something that really like made me laugh was the uh when they're in the spacesuits and he like pushing the buttons to oh my god i yeah. laughed so freaking hard <laughs> at that that was funny like no blue is like for the open line for everyone <laughs> yeah and every other color is for a different color except that like that was the strangest thing <laughs> oh uh, uh, so rose ended up giving character development a 95 where are you guys sitting at I can just go ahead and tell you, I'm going to be a, a fat 100 on that one. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with my 97. Uh, that seems to be a theme right now for me with all these. Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm not too much different. Like, I might be one point higher sit, or than Rose. 101. I'm, I'm sitting, I'm, 101. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sitting at a, uh, at a 96. <laughs> All right, getting into the effects. Dude, that's less than a, a 10. Cool. <laughs> Did anyone else freaking lose their mind with how epic that hallway fight was? Dude. Yeah. Can, that okay. was awesome. That is, like, hands down, that is the best MCU hallway, or any hallway fight ever, right? Like, MC, the MCU, they started with Daredevil, I feel like. They, they, like, introduced hallway fights with the Daredevil TV show. And then they were like, all right, it all led to this, where it doesn't, I don't know if it gets any cooler than this. <laughs> but then it did. <laughs> Dude, it was... The fact that it was a one shot and just kind of like slow motion, kind of sliding around everyone, mm-hmm. flipping back, doing the same thing, like seeing Rocket jump over everyone, blasting them. You get that like sweet little moment where he like climbs up Groot's back and just blasting everyone. Just like it's everything you wanted to see. Well, yeah. it was very like Avengers esque. You know what I mean? Like whenever the that's that moment in the Avengers where they just they all come together and they're yeah. they're fighting at once. Like that was that for I the I don't Guardians. know if the Avengers have ever done anything that epic though. I know no, what he's not... talking I know what he's talking about though. It gives off <laughs> yeah. the vibe. Like yeah. Yeah. think like, of like Age of Ultron, like when there's blasting through the forest and like everybody's doing their own thing. You know, you've got everybody working together, Thor and 
cap or using you know the hammer and the shield to yeah i know what he's talking i i get what he's saying like it, it definitely gave off that vibe where it's like you have a team that's like working together like a well yeah using the their sh- machine that yeah, yeah and not not just using their own strengths but like their teammates strengths to their advantage you know, yeah. to their advantage yeah that was awesome that was an amazing fight oh we yeah. saw it again too whenever uh they went to go and speak with the high evolutionary and then quill and uh groot, oh, and groot dude, dude. <laughs> that was cool that, that when he cool. i like i liked how he just gives it shows him like only giving him the two blasters but then when he yes. opens up everything it's like holy shit dude like you are like man just when you think groot can't get any cooler that's why he had to get window. swole <laughs> he jumps out a window and he can fly yeah oh my god actually he dude. fell with style he fell yeah. in style for yeah. sure. <laughs> Dude, that oh my gosh. I can't I can't think like th- I well, think dude, you okay, can definitely they- tell that like within the effects there are moments where it comes off a little rubbery. Where? But like I'm thinking like when like when Drax is like throwing or like or any anytime they're like sliding around or tr- jumping and like doing like a corkscrew t- type of move like that kind of stuff feels like a little bit mannequin esque but it maybe because it works within the scene it's I think it's because those are probably the few th- like things that aren't CGI like that's probably a stunt actor you know that you're seeing you're not and so it's a lot of it is probably just like an actual person working. You well, know what I mean? Like it's more like when people are like I'm thinking like Orgo Corp when they're flying around and like Drax comes and like smashes someone down, like uh, like or throwing someone. Like I think it's just it's things like that that come off, but I think they were able to incorporate this like the weird rubbery looking suits mm-hmm. in a way that made it seem a little bit more natural like they they tried to work around it and other than like i said a scene maybe here and there yeah. the effects were damn good i'll tell you where they were the best uh they had a couple of brutal kills in this one that kind of like surprised me but when they pulled off the high evolutionary's face at the end and showed Whoa. what rocket did to it I was like, what are you even... By the way, that's what they were missing in Multiverse of Madness, because that was a horror face. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's... That was straight out of... That was straight out of, like, Silence of the Lambs right there, man. That was some Red Dragon shit. For like, sure. That in was... The, I was kind of, like, really hesitant about, like, what his face looked like after, like, they took that off. Because a lot of people were saying, like, oh, he's going to take it off and it's going to be a comic accurate, like, robot head. And I was what, like, you I know don't... what? I didn't know what. I, I get, again, I don't know a lot of these characters from any of the comics, but when they were taking his face off, I was like, oh, it's going to be a robot face. And mm-hmm. then when they showed that face, I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. It was rough to look at, dude. <laughs> 
But again, that I mean, I'm sure it was touched up with CGI, but it looked very practical. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, it looked amazing. Uh, it's almost on the same level as Two Face from Dark Knight. Yes. And by the way, if we're if we're gonna do we we're we're talking about effects, right? Sorry, I'm yeah yeah, yeah. I'm losing my mind. Uh, I would include the set in there as well because they I I again the James Gunn AMA they filmed the holiday special like at the same time that they were filming this movie so like when you see where they're at in nowhere like it looks it looks like oh my god it's exactly like it was in the holiday special because it was like they didn't even like have to rebuild the set um, that's awesome yeah uh, so I I don't know like I, I thought. I, I don't know. All the sets looked amazing. I, I thought all the... I, what, what you're saying about, like, the rubberiness a little bit, like, as far as, like, whenever they were at... Uh, uh, what is it called? Ogmo Orgo Corp. Corp. Orgo like I Corp. said, it's, it's an like, issue that all MCU movies have. And I think it's just all movies where people are doing things that are superhuman. Yeah, I don't know. It seemed... I mean, maybe it was just my, my own bias, but it seemed to fit. Like, it seemed to be, like, they were going for an aesthetic in that moment with all of those, uh, all of those minions, like, floating at the, in the air and then coming down at the same time. Like, I, maybe, I I don't know. Maybe I'm too biased. (laughs) No, I wouldn't, like, like I said, the, the, this effects that I'm talking about, they worked within the scene how they were. Like, they weren't distracting, it's just something that maybe I was looking for in like the heavy, what I assumed were like the heavy CGI scenes. Mm. It was just me trying to be like, all right, is there anything like crazy noticeable? And I had to like really look like if I would have just been watching this as a, as a fanboy, I probably wouldn't have even noticed, <laughs> but it's kind of hard to like know that I'm critiquing a movie later <laughs> and just be like, Oh yeah. I had like, like I didn't notice anything. <laughs> um, yeah. So Rose ended up giving the. Oh wait, I forgot what Rose. I did not read what Rose said about the uh, son of a bitch. The effects. <laughs> so Rose said, "Rocket and Groot have never looked better. The CGI on all of the animals is great." Yes. Yeah. So he's sitting at a, sitting at a ninety four. Where you? I I'm I'm gonna be the asshole. <laughs> And I'm going to be, like, a 92. <laughs> On the effects? Yeah. Where are you guys at? I'm at a 95. I'm at a 95, too. <laughs> Fair enough. Like I said, I'll be the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call you wrong. We don't have to be mean about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for name calling here. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got music. 10 out of 10. Do we even need to talk about it? I was going to say, I was going to say, this is definitely a 10 out of 10. But let me just say this too. It being a 10 out of 10, I, never mind. The music was no. great. Please. I, I was going to know now. I was going to say, I don't think it's, I think I like the soundtracks from like the first one. Like, I think if I could rank which one I think had the better soundtrack, I think the first one is just the best that's just me but this one had amazing it is a 10 out of 10 for me with the music the soundtrack for for guardians of the galaxy is always like perfect 
So I yeah, mean, I it's still a ten, but I I think like for me, I just I just love the first one so much. So if you so, had to rank the three, uh, one, two, three, the soundtracks, how would you rank them? Um, I'd probably go one, three, two. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like two had some good too. ones, but but man, three, I love that it had. It had like modern stuff too, especially when like Rocket's looking at his Zoom. Yes, and it's Dude. all categorized by decade. Like amazing, the the t- <laughs> and you way, can tell like he's gone through all of whoops, he's gone through like all of those different you know eras of music. And I love like he gets to two thousands and he's just like okay. Dude, when at the beginning when he's listening to Creep, oh my god, dude! Again, like that is. It's this weird thing of like, it was the perfect song for them. Uh, it made me feel some type of way immediately because I already love that song anyway. But like, it's, I mean, just listen to the words and listen to who's singing it. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah, I, I don't know. I agree with that. One, three, two. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'm right there with you guys. Um, I think. Personally, I think I'd be. I think I liked more songs from two, and that's just. But I think three had the better soundtrack. Yeah. Out of, or better or than two. Of- yeah. Um. So Rose says, "I will never look at Dog Days Are Over the same way again." Come One on, of the best uses of a final song I've ever seen in a movie. I was crying happy tears. Yes, as yeah. were we all. That was something else I saw somebody say is like, and I didn't notice this at all, but Drax dancing was like a big deal because his whole thing, like he tells Peter at one point, he's like, yeah, you need to find someone who will dance with you. You know, someone who's weak like you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, dude, what's the line from that? He when he was like explaining his wife, he's just like. Oh, like my my wife was the the mightiest of all warriors. Like you could be playing the like the oh yeah the best. He's, like beat he's talking about whatever. that in the second one, right? Maybe, and then he's just it's like, the second. Yeah, she, it's the like, second she movie. She wouldn't even tap her foot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I freaking butchered that line, but yeah, like no, that's that's definitely the second one. Yeah. That was great. But then he's dancing at the like that. It, it's I don't know. Again, there's, there's layers to this onion. I think <laughs> I think that's the whole Nebula line though, where he's not a destroyer. He's a father. Like that's what yeah. he's meant to be, and that comes with he's. I think he's more of a protector, and I think that's why like the interaction with him and Mantis got to me. But that also. You know, doesn't mean, you know, as a father, I'm sure that means, you know, well, Caleb knows, you know, your dad, you know, means just being fun too, right? Mm hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it's just making mundane things as fun as you can. Right. <laughs> That's pretty I'm much sure. what it is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think without surprise, Rose ended up giving this a 10 out of 10 with music. So How are we all in agreement with him? Yes. I, I absolutely am. All right. And then we have costumes. 
Out of, these are out of ten. Yeah, dude, these are. Freaking... I'd give it a ten. I yeah. How do you? What what else could you give it? Like, co- on Cosmo alone, you gotta go ten. Like right. <laughs> Howard the Duck was in there. That was badass. Get out of here. Yeah, Rose said like, comic accurate Guardians costumes. Couldn't have asked for more. Yeah. You know what, too? And, like, MCU, when they go comic accurate, they do a damn good job with yes with their stuff. Dude, when they, they go made, comic accurate, it is... They made those outfits work so ridiculously well on even, everyone. Even... I even, like, like, tripped out and, like, kind of fangirled a little over Groot at the end, you know, looking more like King Groot. You know, and I like just really big because it's it's totally different than what when we first saw Groot ever, mm-hmm. where he's you know just tall, kind of slender, but like this one, he's massive. He's even got like the crown almost looking head, like just looked amazing. And I just I loved that. I loved that. And when they go comic accurate, I feel like that's as good as you can make that without making it look cheesy or just bad you know what i mean like before you make it look bad like that's as accurate and realistic as you could get it oh yeah they nailed this the i will say and this isn't like affecting my my score at all there's a a helmet that star lord has with that suit that i wish we would have gotten to see and it's a, yeah, it's a goofy looking helmet, but like you know what I'm, the one I'm talking about. I think so, but like, do you know why he didn't have his helmet or rocket boots or anything in this? Like, was there a reason behind that? I think someone broke it. I guess. That yeah. Makes sense. Oh, I th- it was. I think it was during Volume Two. Um, his helmet got busted, so he mm. he didn't have like. I think he tried activating his helmet with Yondu. But then Yondu like took and that's his. That's why Yondu had to. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're. Right. I gotta watch the volume one. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, dude, these these suits went went hard, crazy, and they looked yeah. good on everyone. Yeah. They absolutely did. I will say, I I do wish that we got to see Gamora in it, but it does make sense why we didn't. Yeah. Um. But I'm I mean the high evolutionary looked amazing. The like all the guardians, the freaking the Ravagers all looked awesome. I I love the, the going back to the Orgo Corp, like as goofy as their suits looked, like I thought those were really funny. Mm. And like they actually ended up working really well too. <laughs> like I I was just like, okay. Great, we got these big ass Teletubbies, <laughs> but like they ended up like posing a threat, which was actually kind of nice. <laughs> so like, really good for like tension building, but uh, freaking amazing costumes. Yeah. Uh, so I think again, without surprise, Rose ended up giving this a ten. Same. Same. Don't be the asshole, Caleb. Don't. Be oh, the I'm asshole. not going to be the asshole on this one. <laughs> Even if I wanted to be, majority rules on this one because <laughs> kind of music and costumes has to be a unanimous decision. 
Gotcha. <laughs> or if it's not a unanimous decision, it's usually gets uh, rounded down. But yeah, I'm not going to be the asshole on this one. <laughs> All right, last up, we got personal scores. Uh, so Rose ha- left his first, so I'll read that off real quick. James Gunn has created one of the best trilogies I've ever seen. This third m- movie is the perfect send-off to these amazing characters that we have grown with over the years and have taken a special place in our hearts. From the heartbreaking backstory of Rocket to the emotional roller coaster of the final act, this third movie nails everything it sets out to do. This is a perfect trilogy in my eyes. And he gave it a 96. All right, come on. Rose, listen, I know you've left this earthly plane. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. the goat. Uh, but come on, all that, you know, 96. Like, I agree with everything you said, but give it 100. It deserves 100. This is, I'm giving it 100, by the way. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a, uh, a well uh, thought out soliloquy to give you at the end. I feel like I've said, I don't know what more I can say about this movie other than I love it very much. Like, this is, this is, I don't think this is my number one MCU movie, but this is in the top five floating around in there somewhere for sure. Oh, absolutely. It's definitely sitting, sitting there for me too. Uh, What are you thinking, Vic? I'm I'm sitting shit. I'm sitting at a ninety eight. I'm sitting at a ninety eight, and I think the reason I am is what the MCU has been throwing at me lately is a lot of goodbyes and a lot of send offs, uh, like from Endgame on, like has been nothing but send offs with Iron Man, you know, Captain America. It's just like. And then with this, you know, it's it's not so much like a sen- well, I guess it is. It's a disbandment of the of the original group. You know what I mean? And it's for me, it's like man, they they just they did it. They did it so well. They did it so well, and I, I I'm with DJ. It's like probably as far as like the those recent movies with like those send offs, even like No Way Home, stuff like that. Like all those movies that just the MCU has been lately just attacking the heartstrings, and they did a damn good job with this one. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit with the 98. Um, but damn, it was this was definitely one of the better, more recent films that have come out in this in this phase for sure, hands down. Dude, so how far under Eternals are you gonna put this one, Caleb? <laughs> <laughs> all the way under oh. um yeah so the i'm gonna be giving it a 97 i i think that that's a, around what i gave no way home i loved this movie it was such a freaking blast like every heartbreaking moment just hit with with a, a freaking fiery passion, it felt like. And I had a, gr- a great freaking time with this movie. Seeing the Guardians in action, 
like all like the original five plus like throwing in Mantis and Nebula into the mix. Like it was a great watch and seeing them in some killer outfits. And (laughs) I think one, like something that I really appreciate about this is that they didn't just throw the, the outfits on in the last like 10 minutes. Like they were in it for a good portion of the movie. And that was amazing because I think it's bullshit that we don't get like super comic accurate suits or whatever until like the very end of the movie. So like I really appreciated that we got the, the the killer outfits and yeah, I just loved everything and anything that this movie was like. I think everyone brought their a game to this movie and it was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I'll be giving this a ninety-seven. All right. So that wraps up this breakdown. So going through these scores real quick. Story coming off real strong, sitting at a ninety-five point five. The writing averaged out to a ninety-six. Acting averaged out to a ninety-seven point two five. The character development averaged out to a 97. The effects are our lowest score, sitting at a 94. Music is sitting at a 10. Costumes is sitting at a 10. And our personal score averaged out to a 97.75. What is your highest rated movie right now? (laughs) I'm willing to bet it's this one. Well, before this <laughs> oh, one. Oh, before this one? It was No <laughs> yeah. Way Home. All right. Let's see if we can dethrone the uh, the king. How dare you, sir? <laughs> yeah. So, with all of that, the final All Bros, Untrained Eye, and whatever the hell Vic is doing, formerly the artist formerly known as Crash and Taz. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the final grade for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has come out to N A A A And I do not know off the top of my head if this outdid uh, No Way Home. <laughs> so it is sitting at a 97.18%. Wow. That's so nice. yeah, we do not have a lot of uh is a, a movies, yeah. Like we literally have five. Wow. <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy is our number two. <laughs> wow. It did not outdo Spider Man No Way Home. <laughs> I'm not wow. gonna lie, I am kind of shocked, <laughs> dude. It is. I kind close. of am too, actually. <laughs> it is you know what though? Ridiculously close. You know what though? Like thinking about both movies, how close is it? I gotta hear this. I know the percentages apparently don't matter, but I gotta know how <laughs> how close this is. <laughs> so. The so Spider-Man No Way Home is at a ninety-seven point three seven, 
where Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is at a 97.18. Wow. So it is redonkulously tight. Like, I'll get an exact number here. Uh, honestly, though, that... I'm not it's surprised. one nine. I'm I'm not surprised, though, because that's... Like, both of those movies, thinking about both of them off the top of my head, put me in the same vibe. Yeah. Like, hands down, put me in the same vibes as far as send-offs, as far as the emotional, you know, the emotional, uh, 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 what's it called, ties that you have to characters, like, I could see them being very... No Way Home had the benefit, too, of being, like, not just a send-off for the MCU, well, I mean, I say a send-off for the MCU Spider-Man, but you know what I mean, but, like... yeah. The ones that were brought into the fold as well with Tobey right. Maguire and Andrew Garfield is like that was unexpected. Like as much mm-hmm. as we all wanted it to happen, like I think it was kind of a a far fetched idea that we were like, eh, I don't know if this is really gonna happen. Right. Uh, and they kind of got their, I don't know about happy ending, but they definitely got more of a justified ending than they mm-hmm. got uh, initially. <laughs> That's a nice way of putting that, a justified ending. Maybe not a happy ending, but a justified one. So comparing the two, like looking at their score, um, Spider-Man No Way Home did better on story, writing, and our personal score. By, like, barely. <laughs> like, did you join us on No Way Home? I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure I did. No, I think what happened. No, I know what happened with that one. I had. I think I may have missed it, but I sent in my scores. I think. I think it was that one. Oh, okay. sounds right. Because yeah. I, I remember where I was when we were gonna supposed to record that, and that was uh yeah. I think I remember that one. So. <laughs> yeah. So if, if anyone's upset, you can blame Vic. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that, so I will just real quick, I'm going to throw this in our MCU. Well, what naturally did it, did it get above? Above? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, Before this gets, so like I said, it's only below Spider-Man No Way Home, but it is above Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Which is at a 95. Uh, it is above the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is at a ninety-four point six two. It is above Avengers Endgame, which is at a ninety-four point zero six. Did you guys do that, or was that a was that a uh, send in? I think we did that. Okay, I think we did. Yeah, I know we split that one up into two parts because yeah. back then we cared about if it went over three hours. <laughs> Um, yeah, so our end game, uh, breakdown, yeah, was split into two. <laughs> so yeah, Vic was on that one with us. So that's all the A movies getting into a minus it's above war of the planet of the apes and room. Ooh. I gotta tell you, I never knew what ballad of, uh, the ballad of Buster, Buster Scruggs was. But I've started seeing, like, for whatever reason, TikTok has started showing me clips of it. And it's, A, nothing what I thought it was. And, B, I have to watch this movie now. Cause I don't, again, I don't know what I thought it was, but it is not what I've been seeing. 
just go in expecting the unexpected with that one. But it's a good movie. Yeah, it is. It's a damn good movie. So I'm gonna do a little bit of. Also, might I recommend Tusk? Dude, Tusk is all time. If you have not done Tusk yet, you should do. We Tusk. have done Tusk. We before. have done Tusk. Yeah. What that a great fun. movie. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get these. Are you scores. piping Rosen? Is this what's happening? <laughs> are you scheming again? You are still recording. No, I'm. Right? I'm trying to figure out the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying oh, to figure out what these scores are without uh, DJ. And if he wasn't, the screen would just the connection would just be lost. That would be it. We wouldn't even hear from him. That would be it. We just that's what it. happened to the show. I don't know. It just, don't they know. took it all down. <laughs> Every episode, <laughs> it's all gone now. It's all gone. They never heard from them again. Tell me the numbers. So just like the movie, guys, just like the movie listeners, all you bros out there, just like how they said that it was Rocket's story being told the whole time and he became the leader, this is just us revealing to you that this has been my show now the the whole time and I am now the main bro. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the show is so, changing from the all bros and, uh, to the main bro to the main the bro. almighty bro <laughs> featuring DJ and uh, <laughs> and others <laughs> and others who missed the entire surprise at the beginning of this. Entire oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just trying to buy you time. <laughs> that will wake me up at night for the rest of my life. <laughs> Hey, listen, honestly, we, for the rest of your life is too much. Like, give it a <laughs> for a month, I would be happy. For at least a month, I'll be happy if it bugged you that much. Not, <laughs> not the rest listen, of your life, dude. The, like, no joke. There's shit about like second grade that I still like, <laughs> like <laughs> freaking twitch about. Listen, we got to experience it. That's all that matters. That's true. Okay? That's true. Ah, again, it is. It was perfect timing, though, because I was just telling Caleb. I went on like a fifteen-minute diatribe about how I was as I I can't remember a time I was. Can you describe his? Can you describe his face? Because I hadn't yet like joined on the video chat yet, so Uh, I was going off of you, like just noticing that something was wrong. Well, because. For the folks at home, I'm going to take my glasses off now. And, Ooh, story time. Uh, I'm going to let you know that I, I thought I said something wrong because Caleb just covered his face. <laughs> he covered his face with both hands, and I could see him. I literally could see him gripping his face. I thought you were going to say crying, but all right. And I was like, I was on I the really, verge. For, for a split second, I was like, I think I said something wrong. And then it like I knew something was up and when I was like, Hey, are is everything? And he's like, Uh, no recording. Dude, I have never my heart has never gone so far out to someone. <laughs> what would you say? Like moment. maybe the first seven minutes, I mean you went through the whole intro and everything. Like I know. I'd say it, I'd say top seven minutes, maybe the first five minutes of conversation in that entire I don't know. That was amazing. That was hilarious. 
I'm just glad that it's not just me, because you know how many times I did that on Crash and Taz's movie seller? Like, I can't tell you how many times we'd be sitting there, we're talking, and then I'm like, well, shit, Taz, guess what? We're starting that all over again, and you need to act surprised. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, that made me want to jump in, like, out the window, <laughs> like, head first, and hopefully snap my neck. How tall is your? Told- how, how high is your window? Hold on. Like barely. I'm in a. I'm in a freaking single wide trailer. As <laughs> uh, I told Caleb, I was when it happened on our last episode of the Untrained Eye. Like, I was so mad that I was like ready to tear everything to the ground, salt the earth, set everything on fire, just go to the internet and strip the podcast, and just it, no one can ever see it ever again. Mm-hmm. Like I was furious and then the D- fact DJ's, that it happened dj's perspective is amazing though it was better to find out then the first five minutes than right now finding out that you know it's number two this movie got number two in your highest you know rated film and and then if we would have found out then i would have just i would have been like good night you have my scores and i will see you when i see you oh man uh, all right so our new MCU ranking starting off at number. So these are only the ones that we've scored. This is not like in total. Um, and like I said, this is only like phase three and up. So well, we know our number one. <laughs> yeah. Number one is Spider-Man No Way Home. Followed real close by Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Then we have Avengers Endgame. Then Infinity War. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Eternals, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, the first Avengers movie, then Black Widow, Spider Man Far From Home, and that was pre you guys, <laughs> uh, then Black Panther, then Captain Marvel. Then Spider-Man Homecoming, Age of Ultron, Thor Ragnarok, Quantumania, Love and Thunder, and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wow. So wait, the Ant-Man movies are now in, like, fighting for last place is what you're talking about? And Ragnarok is that far down? Dude, I I freaking rip Ragnarok a new asshole. (laughs) Wow. Did you see Thor Love and Thunder? Or not? I did. <laughs> I did. But I mean, if yeah, this well, is in comparison to all these, all the other Love and films, Thunder's second to last. No, I mean that's fine. I'm talking about Ragnarok. I'm talking about. Ra- I think that was a really great Thor film. But I don't know. Did you not like Ragnarok? I hated. I, really? Well, hated not like it. not totally. Hmm. Like the Thor stuff, I guess was fine. I hated. The, the, the only reason stuff. I hated Hulk, the Hulk stuff, I knew dude. it. I, I could, fucking knew I, it. I knew it. <laughs> I forgot your Hulk guy. But listen, yeah. but listen, the lowest. So Ant Man and the Wasp is our lowest MCU movie, and it got a C. Okay. So, and that's like the lowest. Even Love and Thunder got a B minus. Wow. All right. That's Love fair. and Thunder got a B. That's not fair. Love and Thunder should not have got a B minus. What's the percentage? What's the percentage of this B minus? 
an eighty point two. See, look at it's barely a B minus. That's fair. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says about the percentages and them, you know, meaning shit. But they, I think, that speaks volumes. Yeah, Love and Thunder. I just, I, I don't know. I, I hate one thing. I have grown to hate in a movie is when they lean too far into the cheese. And when that movie yeah. ended with I'm love and I'm thunder and together yeah. we're going to take over the universe. Like, ugh, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so the, big, come back. <laughs> the biggest gap. So between the Ant-Man and the Wasp and love and thunder is 7%. Then it's 3%. For or between, um, yeah, three percent between Love and Thunder and Quantum Mania, less than one percent difference to Ragnarok, uh, one percent, two percent, less than one, three percent between Captain Marvel and Black Panther, uh, less than one, less than one, less than one, still less than one. Uh, 1% between Doctor Strange and Shang-Chi. 1% between Shang-Chi and Eternals. Less than 1... Less than 1... 2% between Infinity War and Endgame. And then 3% huh. between Endgame and Guardians. I will say that is kind of wild to me that... Uh... Guardians or is yeah, Guardians is above Endgame and Infinity War. Like it's it to me it kind of sa- it shows like how hard it is really to take all of that all of that those properties and bring them together and and make a you know a cohesive movie where everyone gets, you know, gets their time to shine, gets what they need to get out of it. Uh, and it's even hard to do in what five hours or however long those movies are combined. Yeah, that volume um, three clearly did very well. Yeah, yep. And it, like you said, well deserved here. Um. So anyway, what that... do you got to say about that, Brucker? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that wraps up this week's breakdown. Um, so a big thank you and shout out to DJ and Vic for joining me on this episode. Vic making his grand return to podcasting. We'll see. We'll see if it's a, if it's a return. It may just be, you know, uh, you know, just showing face kind of thing. We'll see. Well, that's bullshit. Guest spot is still showing back up. (laughs) No, I, I will say this. If I, I do have a friend that has had some podcast ideas and uh, we'll say given, given recent life events, it has sparked, it has pushed me to, um, you know, kind of utilize my creative side again, or at least wanting to. So uh, we'll say I'm on the cusp of like maybe actually doing that so you guys would be the first to know what happens and how that winds up turning out so if hey. i wind up podcasting again you guys would definitely be the first to know so 
dude and you're cool. Dude and you're cool. Oh, man. Do uh, I want to be that cool? <laughs> That's too yes. cool. Yes. Podcasting is a drug. It is. It's it not is. done with you. <laughs> no, you're right. It is, man. I, I remember... Uh yeah, I remember when I was doing back when I was doing that, and you know, I'd be like, you know, telling the ex, all right, going upstairs, gonna record, shouldn't take too long. Three hours later, <laughs> well, that went longer than I thought, but it was a Marvel movie after all, and she would just be like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, I would always feel bad. She's like asleep on the couch, and I'm upstairs in the bedroom, like you know, recording and stuff. And like, well, you know. all right, well. With that, uh, would you like to tell everyone, or would both of you guys like to tell everyone where they can find you and all that you do if you do that sort of thing? Vic? <laughs> like I said, uh, we'll find out. I'll find out what's going on with that. and um, If I'm convinced to get back into podcasting and like put in that work again, I'll, I'll definitely be letting you guys know. But right now, I don't have anything unless you guys just want to follow me. Just, I don't know, make me, like, Instagram famous or something. I don't know. I'm that I'm that nerd crash with underscores in between each word. So, that nerd crash. I don't know. Let's get that Instagram money. <laughs> <laughs> and DJ? Ah, uh, yes, me. I am at Untrained iPod everywhere. I am. Uh, I do a podcast called The Untrained Eye with my wife bethany it's very good you should listen to it it comes out semi-annually uh (laughs) there was no episode this week but uh you know life gets in the way sometimes and we are we are recording just just give us a chance uh and also every i mean super every once in a while you can listen to me on a podcast called dragging the table which is just an insanity podcast where I go crazy all by myself. So if you heard this and you're like, those other two talk too much, I want to hear more of this guy by himself. Uh, (laughs) 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 Then dragging the table is for you. I don't recommend it, but I can't account for anyone's taste. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I will put links to everything that, dj does there we go <laughs> in the in the description of this so you can easily find all all of his stuff um but if you like this episode want to check out more of our stuff be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts we are basically everywhere uh you can also catch all of our episodes on youtube um and then be sure to follow us on social media if you want to uh, hit us up with an episode idea, want to answer our question of the week, or if you want to join us for an episode, we would love to have anyone on. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at the Albros, or you can email us at theallbroschannel at gmail.com, or check out our website, tinyurl.com forward slash theallbros, where you can find links to everything. Um, next week is to be discussed between me and Rose. We we don't know what movie to do yet. So uh, you'll probably find out as soon as we find out. Uh, so you guys can look forward to that next week. Until then, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb, and for my departed 
co-host Rose. Dearly <laughs> departed, Johnny Rose will always miss you. Yeah, but we'll, we'll never catch you guys this. next week. <laughs> Deuces. Peace. So long. <laughs> oh, shit. That was good. <laughs>